You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. While your KSU gurus are doing game previews, you boneheads sit bruising right on your ski-doos. Those Boscos work hard for the team they adore. While they interview cats about their buzzer beaters, y'all fend off mosquitoes and sip lima readers. Those Boscos want to give the fans a little more. Sometimes we just want to riff and give our fans a little gift and not have to worry about what we're going to say. Bonehead Mama and Bonehead Paul, we got love for all of y'all. So come on down, it's Free Play Friday. Ooh, Bosco's Boys. Well, come on, boys. It's a winter wonderland in Kansas City. We're sitting down at the Crossroads di- District at International Tap House. Scott, tell me what your beer of the pot is today. Technically, it's your second beer of the it, pod. It is. It is. The first one I had was Steep Drop. It's the uh, new Nitro Stout that Boulevard's been doing. But I doubled back. I put that one down. Now I'm having the Mexican Chocolate Yeti from uh, Great Divide Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado. One of my favorite breweries. Yeti is their Imperial Stout. And they do tons of fun variations based on the season. And their Mexican chocolate Yeti is one of my all-time favorites. And I know you have maybe a top five beer of all time for you that you're sipping on. Yeah, it's my favorite beer from our favorite brewery, Double Shift Brewery, right across the street. Um, Literally can't even. It's a seasonal beer. It's delicious. I love it very much. Scott, it's, it's Sunflower Showdown Eve, and this is maybe the most anticipated Sunflower Showdown in the last decade, maybe since 2009. I agree with you, and I have a question for you. If you were going to gamble on this game, where would you do it? Well, I'd head on over to my bookie, Scott. Um, down at my bookie, um, they've got all the best perks. Tell me about them. If you were to deposit, say, I don't know, $1,000 because you're rich, and you True. say, hey, my bookie, I want to gamble with this $1,000, if you use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, guess how much money you then would have to gamble with? Um, I'm, ga- I'm guessing it's going to be double that. You yes. got 100% deposit bonus at my bookie. 100% deposit bonus. Folks, so if you're not true. over there, you need to get in on it. Know what's coming right around the corner? Frickin' Maction on Tuesday nights. Know what the best thing in the world to do is? Gamble on Tuesday night Maction. So if you want to be a cool kid on Twitter and talk about how you have the over in the Buffalo versus Central Michigan game, get over to mybookie.ag, promo code chair for your 100% deposit match up to $1,000. I'm yeah. doing it. Why aren't you? Um, I'm not very smart. That's why I don't usually oh, do it. I was it. just going to leave it at that. You didn't need to answer it. <laughs> but, you know, it's time. Uh, if you're listening to this on release date or maybe even the morning, it's it's time for Sunflower Showdown. We touched on some of the emotional side about the Sunflower Showdown in the preview episode, but we wanted to double back to it. We wanted to get a little bit retrospective and talk about more than just this singular game. Uh, for the purpose of this free play Friday, we're going to try to keep it to just football. If there's a little bit of basketball that bleeds into it, whatever, that's fine. But this is all about gridiron. Um, all boneheads, all K-State fans have their own story 
and have their own feelings when it surrounds this game. But right here, as we're sitting in snowy Crossroads, Kansas City, uh, what does this game mean to you, and what does this rivalry on the gridiron mean to you right now in your current state as an adult in his late 20s? Um, it means a lot. You know, Sometimes we downplay it a little bit because I think we both think that the fan base maybe takes it a little too far sometimes. But let's be honest, it does mean a lot to us. And ever since we started the podcast, um, I think it's taken another step up for me, especially now that we have an, an in-network kind of rival podcast that we can bounce off of. So um, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how, um, and we'll talk about how it's kind of evolved, over, evolved the over the years, but it's interesting to see how it's evolved and why it's more important or why it feels maybe a little hotter these days, you know, like just Twitter being active and, you know, the podcast being active. But I am very much in tune with this rivalry right now, and um, I'm I'm feeling all the emotions right now. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, this year, again, more than – I, I don't know if I would go as far back as a decade. I think – I'm not sure how far I'd go back, but it does mean more, and I think – Probably above a lot of folks, I do downplay this a lot, um, and and I I quite frankly get triggered at how much importance some folks put on it. But fact of the matter is, this game truly does mean so much. There's all these dumb narratives that KU fans like to bring up, and since I'm an asshole on Twitter, I like to argue. I like to get in fights. Well, here's the thing: if Climbing can win this year. That at least shuts down one of their shitty narratives. And we touched on it last episode. And it is the whole, oh, uh, only Bill Snyder can beat us. You know, and that's it's a stupid narrative. I already went into it. Shout out to Derek Hamas and all the Hamas fans out there. Um, I said he could have gone 500 against KU over the last, you know, 25 years. Um, so shutting down that narrative uh, – that opportunity for that really makes this year kind of heat up a little bit. And I do agree with you. Um, and we, I don't know if we'll, if I'll work this in organically to some of the other questions or not, but I've for the most part in the Twitter age, uh, I've used the mute button very well. I don't follow people. I don't want to see, but it is kind of, you know, a little bit of that. Or we get blocked. Yeah. Or we get blocked. (laughs) But when it comes to KU, there is at least, uh, one loud mouth over at the uh, at the uh, Ain't No Seats podcast that I have uh, seen what he said. I've heard what he's had to say at their podcast, interacted a little bit with on Twitter. Um, so it does. It, it makes me really want this game. You want to shut those type of fans up. And again, much more than in my earlier years, I'm not surrounding surrounded by a lot of it i don't work with a lot of obnoxious ku fans the ku fans in my family aren't dicks about it um i don't have a lot of friends period but i also the friends i do have none of them are obnoxious ku fans so it's not this thing that consumes me on a daily basis but when i do interact with it it, it makes me want to beat them really badly. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, there's much more of a bubble that we live in now um, where people can kind of twist the knife a bit when they want to, and you're going to see it every time, and you're going to want to talk back every time. So that is, in a way, one of the good things of Twitter. Um, it's fun, and I'm excited. I've, I'm nervous. I'm confident. I'm not confident. Ask me in an hour how I'll feel, and it'll be different. Um, I think this is a huge game. Um, make no mistake about it. I think every game is very important, obviously, but we're not coaches. You know, We're not players. We're fans. This game feels like the biggest game so far of the year for me. I mean, there's so much on the line right now. Oh, definitely. So he, here's a question. I think this will be interesting because we did have different childhoods. Um, so take me from, like, when you – three different segments or maybe even four for so grant case you younger years give me like hey you're just starting to form memories your formative years give me your you know late 
elementary school, middle school years. Give me high school years, and then give me oh, college wow. and All right. post early post grad. So give me your feelings towards this rivalry in those four segments of your life. So you know, the question is, what did it mean to you when you were younger? Um, as a kid, it seems like these games tended to mean a lot more. You know, you're far more emotional. You're a lot less rational when you're a kid. And, you know, you're going to grade school. You're surrounded by some of your friends that are KU fans and they're assholes. Um, but honestly, growing up, when I look back on it, I feel like I don't have a ton of memories where I was super emotional about, you know, KU football games. Because back then it was just accepted that, you know, it didn't really mean all that much because we were so much better than they were. And then they had basketball and we had football. So there was rarely a time where I was like, you know, bricking it over a KU football game. Obviously 2004 happened. Um, I was, we were in seventh grade. Yeah. So that was tough. I remember, I remember that loss very well. Uh, (laughs) My neighbor was a big KU fan and we were good friends growing up. um, And I would, we would hang out all the time. We loved football. And uh, I remember being very dramatic about that loss. Um, I think I wrote a note and put it on his door. And I said, I'm, like, giving up all my K-State stuff. It was somewhat of a bit, obviously. I said, you can find me across the street under the tree if you want to find me, (laughs) implying that I was, you know, (laughs) dead. (laughs) Pretty deep for a child, (laughs) but it was a joke. Um, Middle school, I see middle school and high school, I feel like, were the rough times for us. Um, the Prince era, it felt bad. I feel like this time period, being a K-State fan, it felt like we have nothing going on for us right now. Um, Huggins obviously came in 2006, so basketball started to take an upward trajectory. But football, we were just pretty hapless, it seemed. I mean, we were okay. We were okay. We were very average. But we, you know, losing three straight years to KU in football, was it was terrible absolutely terrible and I remember you know playing high school soccer and you know one of my favorite people of all time is coach Hensel who I love I have a great relationship with but he's a huge KU fan and he is such a bastard and so good about like you know he has great banter good at twisting the knife a little bit so it was not fun and we had a bunch of upper upperclassmen that were KU dickheads that I did not like and it just we didn't have a whole lot to cheer about in that time period I mean, basketball was okay. We stole one with the Beasley days, but, man, it was rough times. College was was fun. Bill came back, and, you know, we got back we got back on the roll. But, I mean, I'd be interested to hear about it from you, especially as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, I – and I think we've talked about it mainly in the dad pods and maybe mom pod a little bit. I grew up in a house divided, but from an early age, I gravitated towards – uh, K-State, and I think it had to do with my relationship with my grandfather on my dad's side. I don't, and that's not to downplay my relationship with my grandparents on my mom's side, but uh, my relationship with him, and then also how I would witness KU fans acting, um, and it just kind of turned me off. Um, but I still was kind of raised in that house divided uh, situation for a long time, but. You know, so through elementary school, but it definitely happened before middle school. It probably happened, I don't know, third grade when I completely turned. And I just remember, and I'm not going to bring up his name. I th- I'm sure you can figure it out. Um, our The number one KU fan we both mutually hate with a passion. He went to my elementary school. Uh, I want to say it. I want to say his name because I know it. Yeah. I tweeted about him about 30 yeah. minutes ago. Oh, really? I deleted it. Oh, damn. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> like, it's it's people like him that then just become... He's in this network in yeah, a way. Yeah, he is. He's the worst. But it's like, it's people like him that just made them insufferable. And then you just became hyper aware of the personality traits that lended folks to being KU fans like I'm not gonna say that K-State fans are angels you and I are not angels but it became very evident at least in our high school we went to Washburn Rule in Topeka so 
It's just the relentless it, it, arrogance. Yeah, I mean, because KU fans, they're arrogance, they're dickheads, and they like truly believe <laughs> that they're better than you for absolutely no reason. Yeah, like, they truly and, do. And, and again, half of them, more than half of them, end up not even going to KU even for a year. None of them graduate from there, but they all think that they are better than you just because they chose KU or because their grandfather went there. And I, you just become hyper aware to that. So I think, honestly, in middle school and high school, that's uh, you know kind of transitioning. It's the next bullet point, but that's when I hated them the most. Um, and that's also when, when I When you became, were a, a kid, like a young no, kid? No, like high school. Me like too. Middle school Me too. And high 100%. School. Because that's also when like uh, only one of my uncles on my mom's side is obnoxious about it. Um, only one of my cousins has ever kind of been obnoxious about you it. You know, it's funny, but it's, too. When ugh. you think about that time period, at least for me, it's like most of my friends, like best friends, were KU fans. And like we did not like each other at the time. Oh, yeah. So it's like... We didn't have any allies back then. No, we. Well, I. I, I feel did. like I mean, you and I kind of talked about K State sometimes, yeah, but it was very no, rare. Yeah, because we hated each other. Um, but <laughs> my friends, like, we all liked K State. I like. I didn't li- have any real good friends who were KU friends. I mean, when it was all said and done, when I look back at high school, shout out to Ty Gratton. He was a K State fan. Then he went to KU for his undergrad. I still uh, love Ty. Gratton. Yeah, I love Ty. And I think we, he still. Re- I think he reps KU now. He does and. But and, that's and fine. And then also Will. a guy like Will Heron. Um, I love again, Will too so much. All these guys who don't fit that traditional KU mold that we went to high school with, well, they weren't KU fans until they decided to go to school there. And that's just kind of, I don't know. It, it is what it is. But that's like when I, my, my hatred for KU was the most. And, he, and honestly, even when I went to college, like it died down a little bit until yeah. I got on Twitter. The, yeah, the older I get, the older I got, the more I would kind of come down from the the KU hatred. But, yeah, Twitter has completely changed that. It's exacerbated everything. So I think it was, like, around my freshman – it was, like, not right away freshman year. I think it was, honestly, like, Christmas break freshman year. I got on Twitter, and then, boom, you're you're now, like, you see all these dickhead KU fans all over again. It's like, all right, it's back. And then also looking back at, like – memories on Facebook. Oh man, just stupid like dick measuring contests. <laughs> I remember like, God, it's oh crazy thinking about posting on Facebook basically like we like post on Twitter, Twitter now. What a odd time that was. Luckily because of memories I've been able to delete most of the shit I've said. But it's like but it's like social media increased the hatred again um, before like leveling out. And now like the Twitter culture is so much more intense. Like but, but everything is about like takes, and yep. everything is about like how can I shame the other team? But it's like I, I again, unless I tweet something, someone comes after me. I'm I'm not following. I'm not either, those really. folks. But you see me. it. Yes, you see you, it. You do see you it. You get like you know like Ryan or the other eight no seats guys. You see them retweet yeah. something, and then you're like, all right, I'm hooked. Yeah, yeah, I'm and, in now. Yes, and and I'll take the bait almost every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's always bait. Yeah, it, it's always bait, and I think that's. <laughs> At least, kind of what makes it fun. That's what makes rivalries fun. Is and, and again, maybe I'm using hatred too loosely because I legitimately don't hate them. And I, I know this is a pod talking about the Sunflower Showdown. Yeah. I 100% hate Iowa State fans on Twitter more than I hate KU fans on Twitter. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, and it's it might just be because Iowa State fans just make it so easy. And KU fans until Les Miles, you just literally didn't see them until people rushed the floor on them. The then, Iowa State thing is just – the thing that kills me with them is the victimhood that they just never, ever stop hammering. Um, but I have a feeling in the next, you know, three or four years, KU fans will start chirping. I mean, they're pretty terrible during basketball season. They are. So, I don't know. They're the class. Well, the and class. See, and, and what's funny uh, about the dynamic of this rivalry right now as at least over the last 10 years, we've dominated football. And while it's not like we're not 50-50 with them in basketball, but we've still beat them a handful of times. We have two Big 12 titles. In the last 10 years, we've gone to the Elite Eight twice. Yeah. It's like the one sport that they like to try to lord over us, which 
isn't even as important. But it's like we're right there. But the, the, in t- like really until last year, they haven't even been in the same stratosphere as us on football head to head. Yeah, it is nice. <laughs> it is nice that in the the most important sport that they happen to be the worst team in the country for the last decade. I mean, I mean it's amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing. So we've talked we we've talked about where we've hated them the worst, and ironically, it was also at the time we hated each other the most. <laughs> um, so where so on a scale of one to ten, uh, ten being you know you know fever pitch the most you've ever disliked them, and one you don't even understand emotion. Where is your feelings towards KU right now? <laughs> right now. Right now, um, like this week, it's probably. I'm getting a weird like, God, I don't know. Like I definitely dislike them more than I have in a long time right now. But I'm getting it also a weird like sense of respect for them. Um, I don't really know how to explain that. Um, but I'd say it's probably like a six or a seven at this point. And then, depending on what happens on Saturday, come Sunday, it could be a full blown ten. Yeah, I think the uh, because if we lose, it's we're, it's gonna be unbearable. Like we're gonna get it so hard on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I, I think the opportunity we'll have to take it, and that's the good thing about us is we will take it. Yeah, th- there are some folks who won't take it. I hope it's not gonna happen. We're not gonna lose, but if it does happen, let's have the same grace as we did after the Iowa State game. That was just a thing of beauty. That that was a thing of beauty. But I think the opportunity for a ten exists here to today and it's not one to be taken lightly i'm with you i'm like at a five or six i mean in the game it's i think i mean they're talking about this being a possible you know sellout i think that atmosphere is gonna be boiling i think it'll be an interesting atmosphere i'm i got a solo ticket um so i'm gonna be by myself i i mean don't do a loyola oh not gonna do a loyola do you think we'll see some fights no, I don't. I don't think we're going to see I was thinking about it. It depends. Like, I mean, it depends. Well, so it, it depends. There's alcohol totally sold in the stadium. Oh, that's huge. That's nice. So I, I, don't, I won't be a part of it. Here's the thing. If I'm not going to fight anyone. I'm, I first know. of all, I'd lose. Second of all, I'm, I have never, that's never been anything <laughs> that I've been interested in. No comment um, for me. But what I am going to say is, It'll only get spicy if K State doesn't take care of business. I mean, yeah, it's. I feel like it's going to be pretty mouthy all game. Like, I think. I think so too, and that's why I'm kind of hoping I have a couple allies close to me <laughs> because, like, I I don't have a problem being around K fans who I might know, but it's going to be like random Chad KU fan who has a you know a KU basketball jersey over a skiing jacket and goggles on that's going to try to get like mouthy with me and that's like when I'm not going to you it's know Seth Green style. Yeah. So um, I so I I just ima- I mean I imagine there's probably going to be at least I would guess 10,000 at least K-State fans there. I think so it'll be I like reckon, 15. Yeah, and that's I'm saying that on, you know, the conservative side, 10,000 at least. Um, so I reckon you'll have some allies around you. But you know. I just need to make sure I don't make an ass out of myself. Let's just end the game early yeah, and I, uh, sit back comfortably. But you know what's interesting is KU has started their last two games down 14, and they've stormed back to one, to one nearly win and two wins. That's so why I had one of my keys to be. I think don't, it's just going to be a game. Don't, don't let them uh, have confidence. So we're going to uh, we're gonna keep moving on. So what are one or two of your favorite games we've had versus KU football in your lifetime? Um. This was kind of hard for me to come up with games because most of them are just us battering them into submission. And a classic is the 64 to nothing 2002. It was, f- I think, 42 to nothing at halftime. Um, the game in I want to say 99, late 90s when uh, I remember watching it at Bullfrogs when we sandwiched their quarterback and broke his hand. Um, that's a classic. 2009. Felt good for me. I wasn't there. I was busy. I was playing a game, and uh, but I remember like getting a lot of joy knowing that we won that game because we'd obviously lost three times in a row. I got a lot of satisfaction out of last year because I fully expected us to lose. Fully went into that game just like no confidence. Thought this was going to be the year that you know they they break the streak. But uh, what about you? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think back to like all those younger years. It's like you literally just took it for granted. Like, oh yeah, uh, nothing even registers for me. Like any of those years, the first one that truly registered as being, oh man, that felt good was uh, 09. I was there. Um, you know, I took my dad's seats. He, you know, I'll give you guys a shout out. You were winning a state championship, six A soccer. I was there and being able to watch that and just like, all right, you know, we're back. And then ironically, another one is the very next year, 2010, uh, going to Lawrence. And uh, it was me oh, yeah. and like all my yeah, yeah. all my uh, college roommates and that my at the time, my girlfriend, uh, Caitlin, the one who gave you her basketball seats that year. Shout out um, to her. That was yeah, a, shout an out to Caitlin. <laughs> like, I, honestly, I'd be mortified because I'm pretty sure her now husband is a massive K State fan. I'd be mortified if he listens and like he's like, "Hey, like this podcast brought you up again." Because she's brought been brought up a couple times. Honestly, though, elite deal. Oh yeah, elite deal for you. Uh, she, That's a good shout because I had that written down on my sheet. The 2010 where we just the, absolutely obliterated well, Turner Gill, and I was there in Lawrence too. Yeah, they were feeling confident. I yes. was getting heckled they, going into the stadium that wasn't they the year that they beat georgia tech yeah they, it, was. it was okay yeah. so they started two and two and one, one because they lost to north dakota state but turned yeah. around beat georgia tech and what did we win 59 to 7 yeah that was a very fun time and i i i remember like we were freshmen in college yep um i stayed in lawrence that night i had a great time um that was fun that was a good one um trying to think of another then, game in lawrence well and then we went. It was back to back years in Lawrence because we went back to Lawrence in 2011 and just demolished them. I've gone again. to a lot of games in Lawrence, um, I, but they kind of feel the same way, like as those early years. Like honestly, hard to remember because same story. La but I agree with you. Last year was also very satisfying. Last year um, was just like honestly funny. Like yeah, like because <laughs> I was like, there's the we had no we, business winning that yeah. game, and I was just like, well, we did it again, yep. and I felt like we were. We truly weren't the better team. No, I agree with you. Um, so we'll, we'll transition to ones that suck the most. Again, in our lifetime, we've only lost them like four times, maybe five times. Um, I do think to the O, it would have been the 08 game. We're going to have the same answer for the worst loss, I think. Well, 2007. I, well, 2007 sucked. Um, but I, I think of 2008 only because – I had bought season tickets to KU and then sold all the other games. <laughs> That's yeah. absurd. That's Their family four-pack for $200. And then, again, this almost like the same group that I went to the game in 2010 with. We all went to the KU-K-State game, and Lamarck Brown was going to be playing uh, running back that game. And I was mouthing off. He played running and, back in 2007, too. Yeah. Well, and then, but here's the thing like, we end up getting smoked. I left at halftime. They kicked and, the shit yes, out of us. Yeah. I, I sheepishly. Uh, Jake left. Sharp had yeah. like. And Josh Freeman turned the ball over five times. I sheepishly left at halftime and didn't come back. Man. He did it in 06, too. He turned it over six times in 2006, I believe. Oh. I think you might be thinking – I think you might be confusing might be two games. So the one where Josh Freeman – we had six turnovers, and all of them were Josh Freeman. He had, like, three fumbles. Well, he didn't have a really good game in 08. But in 08, been, in 08 it was driving. a day game. Yeah, and we got our ass kicked. And we got our asses kicked, yeah. So, I mean, both both those games in Lawrence – and you, it could have been literally – he probably had five turnovers too. But the year – you're not talking about the time that we lost after beating Texas, are you? No. Okay, because he had six turnovers in that game. Okay. But he must have had five turnovers in the other one. But for me, but the yeah, worst loss. 07 sucked so bad. Never. That's maybe. Oh, that's a worse loss game. Um, I easily. mean, I was there. I I was there too. Uh, it's it's easily for me top five worst losses I've seen in person. Um, I mean, the atmosphere was great. Um, it started off so well. The most you know, over-fetishized play in case state history. Yeah, but it was awesome. I mean, it was truly yes, awesome. Yes, it was awesome, but it's just... But it's it was all for naught, you know? Well, um, it's also everything that happened afterwards because, you know, if you find a way to win that, then the magical season KU it doesn't has that happen. year doesn't happen. It no. doesn't happen. When you, it's funny because you look back on that, that season for KU and it's like, 
We sucked ass that year, and we were one of the better wins that they had. We were ranked at the time. We were like 24th. It's laughable. Laughable how – because we were not good at all. Didn't and, even go to a we bowl game. Easily, like, looking back on that game, it should have been 21-0 in the first quarter. Um, and we just – no, but it was terrible. I remember, like – Also, losing in Manhattan. Losing like, in Manhattan for the first time in, I think, uh, 18 years. Yeah, um, since, like, 91. And there was a lot of KU fans there. I remember that they had the uh, – Southeast corner. Northeast corner. No. And southeast corner. Because I'm sitting. On, on the lower level or upper level? Cause upper northeast, level. Okay. Uh, no, you're right. Northeast. Uh, no, northeast Northeast corner. is students. Up top, top. Okay. Top, top, uh, upper deck. There was like two sections that were all KU fans. Um, and then, of course, yes, the traditional away section had quite a bit of people there. But I just remember that was the first time. And I had two guys sitting right in front of me uh, that were – very obnoxious, but that was the first time that I truly experienced like waving the wheat and being mm. in the parking lot after the game. There were just so many KU fans that were just like screaming and like walking back, just yelling rock shock. It was brutal. It was easily, easily the worst KU game we've lost. Um, 2004 was pretty bad. I remember listening time. to that game because I don't think it was on TV. It, it wasn't. I listened to it on the radio, and, you know, it was like a close game. My mom was, was terrible. My he mom had, was at the game, and I remember, like, saying something to my dad. was like, we don't lose to KU. Like, what's happening? Yeah, Sproles had, like, two huge fumbles. His One was, like, a muff punt. was really bad. I know. One of the mm. most disappointing seasons probably in K-State history. He was, like, Heisman frontrunner. I know, but in hindsight, it, like, makes sense. Yeah. But. No, it hurt, though. Those are Ugh. easily my top two. Um but that, that three-year period, 06, 07, 08, it was, was just brutal. rough. It was just like – it just felt so bad because it was like we don't lose to KU. And, like, in this time period, it felt like we had nothing. Our basketball team was okay at the time. It was early Frank Martin. You know, we hadn't no, – we hadn't no. reached – 06 uh, was Huggy. Was Huggins. And then Frank, 07, 07 yeah. 08. So like, Which had Beasley. So it was like we're losing in football. We're fucking losing in basketball. We're okay. We missed the tournament in 07. It was hell. Like, it was just like no, a time. No, 06, 07, we missed the tournament. Yeah, 06 and 07, we missed the no, tournament. No, 07, 08, we were in the tournament. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, okay, so Beasley year, and then the year after that, yes. sorry, 08, 09, we missed yep. the tournament. So it was like a shitty time period where it was just like, KU's better than us at everything, <laughs> and it felt bad, and we were in our worst time period as fans for this rivalry in high school, surrounded by a bunch of dickheads that were constantly reminding us of how shitty we were. And it was not fun. No, it was, it was not, not fun. fun, but it turned around. But damn, that o, that 07 game at home was yeah, brutal. That was rough. But then it turned around uh, 10 straight for state. Um, basketball, we started trading blows. Uh, I think we're living in probably just about as good of a time for the rivalry from a K-State perspective. Oh, yeah. I mean, 10 straight and mostly – in dominating fashion. I mean, they've only been competitive in like one or two of the those games. The last two years, basically. Yeah. Um, 30 to 20 and 24-17 last yeah, year. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, 21-17, I think. But, yeah, I mean, about as good of a stretch as you can ask for. Um, you know, credit to Bill Snyder. He just – he did not lose to KU, and he he made it very, very important to beat KU. And, um, I, and it is important to beat KU. It's very important to own your – your number one rivalry game, especially when it's in state. So, also KU fans who like try to act like, oh, n not rivalry. Well, the ones who scream that the most are the ones who are constantly having K State in their mouth yeah. and on their Twitter fingers. It's so laughable. It's laughable. You try to AB, act like internet gangsters. AB, uh, but we're calling you out. AB calling you out directly. Um, you're you're laughable. I mean, you're talking about how we're not your rival, but you can't stop tweeting about us. We're on the brain. It yeah. is what it is. Some make great up, make up your mind. Some great real estate. Make up your mind. Um, all right. So before we move on from the Sunflower Showdown, like we said, we've dominated uh, the series um, with only three out of the ten, even like even close. What do you think is in store for the next ten games? It's a good question. Um, I certainly don't think we're going to run off ten straight, um, but you know, uh, gosh, I so I feel like we're close. The rosters are honestly – people say that we're – you know, our programs are closer than people like to think, and that's probably true. But it, let's say we lose this weekend. I still think that our program is night and day different 
and, and in better shape than KU's is right now. And I just don't know. Like, it's too early to tell. And I had nothing. I had a lot of praise for Les Miles in our last in our last episode or podcast or whatever the hell it is. And I still do. I think he's playing us for fools. I think he's sharper than people think he is. But I just don't know. Um, I don't know what the longevity of his hire is and how what the longevity of his like ability to coach at a high level is. Um, I think if he surrounds himself with top assistants that you know like Les Miles and they believe in his vision, then they could then KU could make huge strides forward. But I think like when I thought Les Miles was at his absolute worst, like in the last month, I guess, I was thinking Les Miles' sole goal should be to get this roster of KU back to like a healthy number for the next guy to take over. Um, I don't, I never foresee, I never, I didn't foresee him winning at any point even six games in a season. Like maybe now I've come off of that a little bit, but still it's such a hard conference to do that in and KU is still so far behind and that's even if they you know, pull off a huge win this weekend. I just don't think that they're quite even close to being at that point yet. And I think Chris Kleiman is an, a freaking home run hire. So I think the Cats win major, like at least majority out of the next 10 years. Throw a number on it. I'll give right it now. seven. I'm I'll saying, give it eight. I'll give it eight. I'm saying 10. I'm, I'm yeah. going to say we end up winning 20 straight before it's all said and done. Um, all right. Tweet us in your guys' memories thoughts hatred for uh ku and football let us know what you think about this gridiron sunflower showdown before we jump into the next segment we're going to take a quick break i'm going to get another beer okay. for you guys it's not going to be any br- any time at all so we'll all be right. right back Woo! and we're back with full beers and full hearts over here before we jump into the next segment we're going to talk about our newest sponsor guys we're so happy we're so happy to have manscape sponsoring us right now because how many times have we just shredded our scrotum? Once. Trying, at yeah, least I mean, once. Literally, probably maybe twice, once or twice. But, but hey, it's like, never going to happen again it, now. It's traumatizing when you <laughs> it do is. it. It really is. One time is too Horrifying. many. Um, you know, guys, they've got this new technology that was created by, I think, NASA rocket scientists. It's called the Lawnmower 2.0 with proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer will not nick or snag your nuts. Not only like, does I it, clinch, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Reset, I'm like, Ugh. it's a bad feeling. It just feels like like burn, like a burn. Like someone's just putting lighter to you. It's not good. Um, not only do they have that, but they have balms and lotions to make sure that your nether regions are always dry and smelling good. If you guys head over to manscaped.com, use armchair as your promo code. That's capital A R M C H A I R. You get twenty percent off and free shipping on anything in their store. Remember that is promo code armchair for 20% off and free shipping to make sure you never bleed out after a trimmer incident and all have the lotions and balms you could ever want for your balls. That's it. That's perfect. It's time for this a new concept that Scott came up with um, for this wonderful free play Friday. Yeah, it's free play Friday. When you guys are listening to this, we are inside Day of the Dead um, you know, that is, at least according to Wikipedia, a Mexican holiday celebrated throughout Mexico, particularly in the central and south regions, and by people throughout the world with Mexican heritage. It's a multi-day holiday and festival that involves family and friends gathering to pray and remember friends and family members who have died and helping support their spiritual journey. Mexicans have the coolest holidays. Yeah, that's a great holiday. Um, so I think because of that, you know, Day of the Dead, what we're going to do is celebrate it. Uh, hopefully we're not going to get canceled for appropriating this. And I hope we're doing it respectfully. I hope so. I'm not sure. But we're going to do our own kind of Day of the Dead as it relates to KSA Athletics and remember things that are now dead or not around that we miss. Um, so we're going to go back and forth. We're going to ha- do three things a piece. We're going to talk about it. There'll be a little banter, and uh, then we'll have some honorable mentions. But we also want folks to tweet in stuff that is no longer with us uh, when it comes to case athletics that you miss. Um, we're going to start with Grant. I want to hear yours. What is the first thing you want to remember uh, during this Day of the Dead celebration? The first thing I'd like to talk about is the silly but the fun and excitement-inducing pregame Willie the Wildcat skits before K-State football games. And that encompasses everything, you know, 
that involved Willie. You know, I miss his cool car. I wish that Willie still had his car. I, what do you think they did with that thing? I think it's still it around. And sold the parts? No, I think it's probably, <laughs> you know, in the basement of veneer. When or I brought it like up that. to Gene, he was shocked. He was like, what? Willie had a car? But I miss Willie's car. You know, I miss, I understand why we can't tackle a human at, at midfield because, yeah, it's pretty dangerous. I mean, we almost killed a dude. But we can do something. I mean, my suggestion is someone just build a like a giant paper mache helmet or something that's easily destructible of the opponents uh, of the opposing team, and Willie just goes and smashes it with a sledgehammer. It couldn't be more relevant. Freaking pound the stone, or we can paint paint a stone. What would it be? What's a soft rock? Hmm. Cool, not quartz. Quartz is a strong. I don't know. Rock. I did not ever pay attention in geology oh, lab. I was. T- yeah. I hated going to geology lab at K State. I know. Whatever a soft rock. But I rock had is. an incredibly attractive TA that I honestly was in love with. <laughs> She's like works for BP now. She's loaded, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I miss that. I miss you know. Now it's just like seems so lackluster. Willie just runs out, and you know what? I think actually the other guy does it too. I was going to say shout out to Mitch Fortner for actually announcing Willie, but I think the other guy does too. Um, but it just seems so lackluster. Willie just runs out. We do a half-hearted KSU. Half the people in the stadium don't even know he's out there because no one's paying attention. We need a skit. We need to bring back a. We need to freaking bring back. And now, like with how good our media team is, I'm sure it could, would be oh, really good. Oh, it could be amazing. Like it used to be terrible and like but very cheesy, funny, but it was like it engaged everyone. And I, we need to bring that back. The on cheesier, a certain level. the better. I love them. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's my first shout. And a lot of them are on YouTube. Like, I'll go down the wormhole. There's and, like, some absurd ones. Yes, like, like versus uh, the Mean Green. Yeah. That one was great. I remember one where, like, somebody, like, kidnapped a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. I think it was Texas Tech, like, the Red Raider. Like, someone who's in, like, a red, like, eye mask, and they were representing Texas Tech, and they kidnapped a cheerleader, and Willie had there, to go, like, save him. There's a great Halloween one versus Colorado um, where Willie turns into a werewolf slash werewolf cat. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I miss it. I miss I, it I a lot. I would love to see care. us bring back something like that. I don't care what they would cut out, like, the two minutes. like Wildcat I'm, March. Yeah, I mean, just cut that and boom. There's your time. It would be amazing. Um, I sadly don't think that's ever going to happen, mainly because... I'll text Gene, since we're apparently oh yeah, in we're, Gene's yeah, pocket. we're in Gene's pocket. Which would be the best. I mean, it would be amazing. Things would be so much different if we were. It would be so much easier. In, uh, whatever. I'm not going to rail on Gene. Although, no, I am real quick. Uh, no, at the TCU game, I went up there, up to the tailgate terrace to get a beer with... Uh, shout out to Brian, or not Brian, Brandon Vylander, BV. He's my boy. I love you, BV. You're the best. BV's um, a wild man. I love BV. There aren't very many humans who are better in this world than Brandon Vylander. BV is, he's an animal. I love him. I love you, BV. But we're going up to the tailgate terrace for a beer. It took forever. It's one in, one out. It is packed. The fact that we're still allowing re-entry and no general concession beer sales should be a crime. Um, and I it, agree. If Gene doesn't sack up and <laughs> – yes, I said that. Um, sack and, up, and bring, Gene. And bring it uh, – Bramlage is nice. It's super nice. I enjoy it. Please allow me to do it at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Now I'm going to move on. My first thing that I miss is playing Nebraska and Missouri – and that's really it. I don't care that much about Colorado. I definitely don't care about uh, Texas A&M. But I miss playing Nebraska and Missouri in conference play. I'll the, say it. I'll say that I miss Colorado too. Late '90s, early 2000s, when we were I really mean, good and I was really engaged as a young kid. Colorado was a player in the North, and you know, I say I miss them. They're I'm, terrible now, but think how awesome it would be to have Colorado. That would be probably easily the best Big 12 trip. Well, I mean, I think everything. I think things would be awesome if we could get the old Big Eight together, Texas and Texas Tech, and have that be our ten-team conference. Um, yeah. Kick Baylor and TC, Baylor TCU. I mean, West that Virginia would be out. that's elite. the dream. I that's agree. That's the dream. It's not going to happen, but I do miss playing those teams. 
Colorado slightly more than A&M, but I, I like again, like we talked about earlier, like KU wants to talk about their rivalry with Missouri, all that type of stuff. Like during the Jacob Pullen years, there was like a respect between KC and KU, but they hated those Missouri. It's teams. very funny that you mentioned that. Um, I think everyone just hates Missouri. Yes. You know, like, because, yeah, they, there was a great article I remember back in, uh, in the Capitol Journal, um, Topeka Capitol Journal, that I remember reading about that rivalry with Jacob Pullen, and they did talk about how, you know, we respect KU, but we honestly, like, they basically just came out and said, like, every t- we hate Missouri. Like, it's a dirty game every time. We don't, there's no respect. And those games were really fun. Playing Missouri and Bramlage, those games were oh, yeah. lit as shit. And, and, again, I think it's more basketball than football when it comes to that type of stuff. But, I mean, Poland, like, straight up would say in some of those interviews that he was, like, doing camps with the KU guys. Like, he was I mean, boys with Jake Sharon. and Sharon, like, loved each other. Yes. Like, they, they were friends. I think, you know, during the CBS All Access, you know, KU loses to Northern Iowa. They're leaving in the same tunnel as K-State's coming out. And, like, K-State players are, like, consoling the KU players after they yeah. just got Faramadeshed. Um, Farokmanesht. Yeah, I, we're on gear number forget, three. I'll never forget that. I was name. there. That was a fun game. Farokmanesht. But, but like they were like consoling the KU K players again. I'm not trying to say that fans should hate Missouri more than they hate KU. No, I'm not saying that at all. But at least in those basketball years, again, like when we were in college, the time like these games mattered the most. The basketball team hated the Missouri it, it, team. It is funny, like because we like. KU likes to use that as, like, ammunition. Like, no, like, yeah, Missouri's obviously our number one rival. Like, K-State's just there. But, like, it's funny that even from our perspective, we're like, no, fuck Missouri. Like, we hate Missouri. Yeah, it's like, we're it's not – very funny. We, we don't like Missouri either. So, but but uh, I, I do. I, I do miss playing them. And then also I do too. Pinkle's bitch ass after we beat them for the last time in uh, Manhattan before they went off to the SEC. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. But I do. I, I do. I, I mean – I miss playing those two teams. I think that that's a good shout. And as much as we all like to laugh at Nebraska and honestly hate Nebraska at our core, I, w- I miss playing them – dearly um especially now that they suck especially now that they suck but like that's another another game nebraska and missouri two trips that i can't believe that i never made two incredibly easy quick trips that just sucks that we don't have access to that anymore um but i would love to be playing nebraska every year it's just uh, we have so much history with them especially in our lives you know it seemed like we grew up being good and beating Nebraska almost as much as they beat us. So until well, well until I mean, Bill left and well yeah yeah you know what I mean. But but, but we remember. But it was them. like okay we kind of turned the tides a little bit. So yeah I mean I think that's a great shout. Um, as much as it pains me to say I do miss pretty much all those Big Twelve teams that left um, in a to a certain extent and it just doesn't have quite the same feel. I don't know. I no I legitimately do not give one shit about A and M. I don't really either. No, I don't really. I either. miss watching the last. Texas play A and M, but from a K State perspective, yeah. I don't care. I don't. I really would just in fact, play would, TCU yeah. in West Virginia than A and M. I have a respect for TCU. I have zero respect for A and M, and yeah, I'm. They can fuck off to the SEC and just be bad. Just be a, a second thought over there yeah. for all I care. But um, I f- I can't remember what my other two points were. I sent well, it to you. Yeah, so, so my next point is, okay, you know what I really miss? Uh, well, do up, you know yes, is I my question. What I really seriously miss, and I'll start broadly, and then I'll get more specific to what I miss in terms for K-State, but I miss listening to games very generally on the radio. Like, I miss that being a thing. Now that's not really a thing. Um, games are available streaming pretty much all the time. Um it's all accessible, but I remember, like, you know, ha- you had to listen to the game on the radio and be tuned in, and that's how you would absorb the game. Like, that's how you could intake the game, or else you just had to read about it later in the fucking paper. There was no Twitter. You know, there was no, I mean, there wasn't the internet, really. There was, but it wasn't anything like it is today. But specifically, I miss Greg Sharp so much. Uh, I think he was an incredible play-by-play man. Obviously, we had Mitch Holtis, but he was before us. Too young, too young, really, to remember Mitch. 
Um, I only know him through highlight tapes, but Greg Sharp is burned in my memory. So many of his calls, and I think he was just so good at what he does. Ironically, now he's calling play-by-play for Nebraska, but man, it sticks in my it sticks in my head his call against Nebraska, talking about you know, 29 years. I mean, he's he was great, and I think he had a great voice and. I miss Greg Sharp quite a bit. Thought it was a huge fuck up uh, how we got away from 580, and basically that was the end of Greg Sharp. I agree with you. He was great. Uh, the fact that we had Mitch, then Greg. Um, I'm not going to stay, say anything bad about Wyatt. Me either. He's fine, but he's not Greg. He's not, you know, Mitch. And I, he's no Brian. But we'll move on past Brian. Smaller. Oh, God, for a second I was going to pour that beer on your head. I no, thought you were referencing no, no, Brian no, no, no. Haney, no. who is no Brian Smoller. arguably the worst play-by-play man I've ever heard. Yeah, Brian Haney sucks. No, Brian Smoller, again, I'm not trying. I like Smoller quite a bit. He's I'm not good. trying to push people out of their jobs. That's not what I'm trying to do. But if the day ever comes that K-State moves on from Wyatt doing play-by-play, I need Brian Smoller because I listen to Brian Smoller call those uh, stupid flow hoops games uh, for basketball, and I've heard him do soccer. I've heard him do women's basketball. I've heard him do so much. I love Brian on play-by-play. I mean, you think about it, not to, again, yeah, we're not trying to push, not that we have any sway whatsoever, but not trying to like imply that Wyatt Thompson should be pushed out of his job, but he's been doing it. He's been here for 17 years. I mean, he's probably Wyatt needs to do like the XM Radio College Football Game of the Week, and just he 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 tells the story of the game very well, but there's no emotion. Brian has what Mitch and Greg have, which was the emotion. See, and, like what love. I, I honestly what I don't like about Wyatt is I don't think he's descriptive enough. Sometimes I'm listening to him and I'm like, uh, an entire play just happened, and I don't really know any of the detail of the play. All it's like, but it is what it is. I miss Greg Sharp because I have a huge, just like emotional, nostalgic tie to Greg Sharp, and he was great. But I do miss like I just miss like. Listening to the games on yeah, the radio, the, yes, and like, the like being in the car and li- like being like, "Oh, turn the game or on." Or sitting in the like living room and yeah, listening to the, the game. Yeah, sitting in the kitchen and yeah, I, it was great. All right, the next one I miss. It's the big game grays in basketball. The gray uniforms. Um, I know a lot, like a lot more than I realized. Folks didn't like those gray uniforms. But I absolutely love them. I remember the first time they came out, we were playing Baylor on a big Monday game, and I just went nuts. I, I think of the moments Jacob Pullen had in those. I, I think of Thomas Gibson helping Holly Rowe off of, or up to and off of the scores table after one of those wins versus KU. I think of those uniforms. and it's Are like you the, implying that there won't be any grays this year? I am. I'm breaking news, I don't, which maybe we're not supposed to be doing anymore. I think everybody knows that. Yeah, I mean the grays are gone, um, and that hurts. I because I also but, if, was, but boneheads, if you're listening, and we weren't supposed to break that, just keep it to yourself. Yes. Don't tweet about it. Don't Please talk don't. about it. Yes. Uh, sorry if we fucked that up. But anyways, yeah. The big game grays were great. Um, Damn. But now I'm frankly, like, I kind of came off of that. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like when they first came out, I was all about the grays. Like they were a, so sick. It's like we got the black with the cat scratch yeah, with so, Bob Huggins. Yes. So when we first got black, I was like, hell yeah, we arrived. We but, had black uniforms. But then it was like, oh, now all of a sudden we have four uniforms. Like that was just amazing to me. Four base uniforms. Yes. Oh, um, God, those were great. <laughs> Scott's having a panic attack. Um, so I don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't. Ha- I, I. I'm kind of. I'm kind of neutral on the grays at this point. Like, my problem with the grays was that they were just, in my opinion, too dark. I would have liked to see us lighten them up a little bit, but that's my only gripe. I like having a gray uniform. So do I. <laughs> Maybe they're not gone. Yeah, we don't know. We don't officially. I don't know, know anything. We didn't Please break a move damn on. thing. So I'll go to my next point. Um. Uh. So, another thing that I miss, and I think, quite a few people miss. All of the songs that have been canceled due to uh, woke culture <laughs> and to trying to protect the children's ears. Honestly, I miss 
one song more than the other, which I think will surprise people. I miss Ready to Rumble as a tip-off song more than I miss Sandstorm. I think that some of my favorite basketball memories happened during uh, Ready to Rumble. Um, that KU game, the very first KU game, one of the first K-State basketball games I went to was the Beasley win. I mean, I was it's the second game I ever went to, which is insane. But there was a moment in that game, it was like a two-minute period, where they played that song, and the entire student section was jumping up and down, um, you know, similar to the long stretches of Sandstorm being played. And that, for me, was like, on a, honestly, on, on, on a higher level than Sandstorm was. Like, literally the entire seat. And it had, like, a KSU chant built in it. It was great. Like, I loved that so much. Obviously, I miss Sandstorm, too, because had some amazing Sandstorm memories. Um it's it's amazing. Sandstorm is so fun. Um, I think my favorite Sandstorm memory was when uh, they decided just to say, fuck it. We weren't even going to win the game, and they just played it at the end of the game in 2017. We were down four with like a minute left. They just played Sandstorm. whole student section was still there. went insane. Fuck KU chant was peak. <laughs> like It was awesome. I miss it. I miss those songs. What also, other song the, is gone? The band used to play Rock and Roll Party 2 after touchdowns. Uh, and uh, 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 ta- Oh, yeah. And, like, we would yeah. do the arm motion, and then we would, uh, oh, yeah. we're going to beat that's the a, fuck out of you. That's an amazing one, too. And that stopped. I think I feel like every single one of those, we except like for a- Sandstorm, died while I was in school. Because that yeah. stopped that before was my one. senior year. That was a good one. The tip song moved to Joker and the Thief my junior year. Which I think is a pretty good it's tip fine, song. It's fine, but it's not Rumble. No, it, it's, it's not even, it doesn't even touch Rumble. It doesn't touch Rumble. Yeah. I agree. Um, What's your final day yeah, of the day? Final one is the Tunnel Dance. They tried to keep it alive post Martavius Irving. Um, it just didn't have the same spice. It just didn't have the same heat. Um, but I missed it, man. I would go nuts when it show it. Uh, those are some of the most watched YouTube videos on K-State Sports' YouTube channel. Uh, just the funny stuff. Not just Martavius dancing, but like J.O. beating the beat. Like the one time they bullied Will Spradling into doing it. Uh, Curtis Kelly doing the dick flop dance. Um, all sorts of <laughs> yeah, just fun great. stuff that is more than just Martavius. But I just miss those. Like, it, it, Well, the, the thing uh, about that. Like that really kind of pissed me off that we took it away. Is like that was a unique tradition. Oh, yeah. to K State that was like a great tradition. But that I think I it would have we would have kept. I think it would have stuck around if anyone had the chops to keep it alive. So like, I mean, honest to God, it was it 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 existed even when Bruce was there. I know it happened like but a he year cut it after we were kind of tanking. Like. We were really bad, so he but was also, like, "We're no not doing this anymore." But also, no one was dancing. Like, yeah. it wasn't good. Like, there was after Martavius left, there wasn't that next guy who could lead the dance. Who, like, hey, he legitimately knew what was going on. Here's the thing: it should come back because Cartier Jad is like a classically trained ballet dancer. Like, he could do it. Uh, I have a feeling Dejuan and Antonio, like the young guns, could dance. Um, Oh yeah, Barry I bet we have a Cam ton of great easily dancers. could have danced, but it just died, and I miss it. So I miss it too. That was my final one. Um, any honorable mentions that we didn't throw out there? Um, gosh, for me, legitimately, you joked around about it in the text message. I liked the purple pants on the road. No, I did too. The, the um, shade didn't work when you tried to go all, all purple because it didn't match. But I legitimately liked the purple pants on the road with the white uniforms. One hundred percent agree. I don't miss those purple pants because they were, like, bright, ugly, horrible purple. No, even those. I was fine with them. <laughs> but I would love to bring. I would love to see us bring back, like, a head-to-toe purple uniform, like a purple helmet, purple pants, purple, purple top um, for a home game. I think that would look amazing. I mean, why not? They gave you that option in NCAA 14, and I did it all the time. Not the purple helmet, but the purple pants, purple, purple top. And it was like darker, and it looked it looked better on the game. No, I hope I hope I I bet we bring I bet we see that in the next few years, um, but maybe not. Ready for another thing I miss, and it sucked, but I miss the old uh, BCS format because I don't think we can win a national championship in the playoff format. 
Yeah, I think we could may at best get to the playoff like one year, but you know, then you have to still win two games to win a title. And because it's just we were so close so in hard. 97, 98, 2000. Yeah, you can sneak into 2012. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny because in hindsight, like, looking back on it, it's like the formula actually was, like, really it worked fine. Yes, it did. There were times when, yeah, there were times when, it, like, occasionally teams, it, I guess, got screwed. But most of the time it, it worked. It worked well. I miss just being, like, young and, like, going onto the field after games and, like, throwing passes and trying to kick field goals. Um, I miss staying after games and, like, getting gloves from players when they walk around on their final game and, like, that actually meaning something to me. Um, now I'm a lot older than them, and that would be very creepy if I, I did that. I miss liking the spring game. Yeah, I me used too. to love the spring game. even, And then the Ron Prince spring games were a lot of fun with the carnival and stuff and the fireworks. I miss liking the spring game because now, even with this podcast, I don't want to go. I won't go. No, I probably won't go either. I didn't go. I haven't been to a spring, spring yeah. game in probably five I, I years. I haven't since I left school. Um, I miss uh, – shit. I don't know. We could do a – I mean, we could do a shout-out. I out. miss being in the student section. I do, too. I miss being, like – I miss sneaking in, buying a giant Coke and sneaking in two whiskeys. Oh, yes. And pouring all of them in and basically blacking out in the game. Not blacking out, but browning out in the I, game. I would get Dr. Pepper, a state a souvenir Dr. Pepper, and put two small whiskeys in 11 and in 12, it. like, when we, we pretty much – We did that all the time. We pretty much together every game, and I would bring whiskey into every single game with a giant Coke. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, the most – oh, my God. that Like, that 2012 year was so fun because we – beat everyone's ass at home in every game I was like hammered in the student section and it was just like uh, it was so fun. I, fun like that tech game I, I remember that game so fondly because it was a good game and then all of a sudden we just exploded for like 25 points and just beat their ass and I was so drunk in the third quarter I miss I miss sending people up on touchdowns crowd surfing that was cool that was fun um, that has that I don't stopped. think I ever got sent well, you were the perfect size. I know, I was also. A, little, a little guy. Um, but I'm that that have I remembered seeing that as like a I miss doing the Wabash. I don't, don't. I don't miss. Doing I do. The it was fun when you were drunk and like, I mean, we were good, so it was fun. I was into yeah. it. I think it's dumb, and it was it it gets tiring after about 15 seconds. It loses its luster, but I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, we could stay true to the actual tradition I miss and Bosco. say, you know, I know, I'm. I would love to have Bosco be a representative bring, of the bring university. Bring back Bosco the dog. Say we could remember, you know, K-State people that have actually passed. Tex Winter, Brian Hickman, Dylan Meyer. Um, I mean, tons. Tons. All the old people. All the old people, but, you know, players that I grew up really liking. Brian Hickman, one of them. Um, one of the better linebackers in school history. Passed away. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean – Tons of stuff. Um, be sure to tweet us in uh, what you guys miss, uh, stuff you'd like to remember on this Free Play Friday. Um, but I think that's going to be it. We're going to wrap up. Um, be sure to be on the lookout for us. I think we're both uh, – we said we're going to be in Lawrence tomorrow. Let's have some final um, words about this game. Oh, yeah, final words. Um, People, this I'm is our last good. show that they're going to hear. The game's tomorrow. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, <sighs> I think we're going to become bowl eligible. Um, and I think that's going to set up a massive game down in Austin. Yeah, I mean, potential to be to pen, potential to go six and two, and I know we were talking about how like, uh, God, yeah, like we don't want to have three no syndrome, but look, we're sitting at five and two, and we have real potential. We have the odds are massively in our favor to be six and two. Six and two. We're playing the worst team in the conference to go bowl eligible and be six and two. You know, it's like I know things felt really low for a second there when we were three and two and it was like god i can't believe we all thought we were going to win nine games but it's like that just goes to show how quickly things can flip and how every single game matters so much but like you know i think we're going to do it i think we're going to do it i hope we are um i think we are if um, you're down if you're going to the game scott and i are both going to be there we're most likely going to be tailgating together i imagine we're going to be at the so. same spot um it's like east side of the stadium very obvious place to find or to to see. I think they call it. We're gonna be basically at the Ain't No Seats tailgate. They call it Less Valley, so I think they have a giant uh, 
flag there. So come see us. Um, Get out there. Tweet us, the DM us if you want to come say hi, and we'll we'll drink some beers together and make fun of KU on their own on their own turf. So, yep. all right, that's I think, it. Think that's all we got. Love you guys. Thanks for riding with us. And uh, go fucking cats. Yeah, go Let's cats. Let's fucking go. Meet me at the Jayhawk head. No, plant no. the flag. I, I feel really bad. About, like, <laughs> just say meet me at the cat head, please. Meet me at the cat there head. There we go. When the heavens are bright With the light from the glittering stars Have I stood there amazed And asked as I gazed If their glory exceeds that of ours part of the west tis unlikely he'll ever return to the banks of red river where seldom if ever their flickering campfires burn Podcast Network.